Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 409 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of our nation's capital in Ottawa, Ontario, alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains for now. Because as you're listening to this, Pillsy's on the road coming to Ottawa and the boys will be at the Canadian Tire Centre tomorrow night. I say tomorrow, we're recording. It's about 11 p.m. right now because we want this in your podcast feeds or on your YouTube channel right when you wake up because you've waited, you've waited, you've waited. Since May 12th and the season is here, we're going to get in to not only a preview of tonight's game, but we're going to take a look at a fan's expectations for this season. We know the negativity. We'll get into all of the positives, the negatives, you name it, with Laleem's Marsh and a friend of the show. Been a while since we've had him on, so we got hot takes coming there and a whole lot more. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Today is Thursday, October 14th, and Pillsy, 95 episodes of this show during the offseason. We made it, buddy. It's time to see Senators hockey. Oh, I couldn't be more happy that we're finally here. And hey, the offseason's fun. You know, we get draft talk, we get some free agent signings, some trades, not enough RFA signings, but... That's not the case. That's all we're talking about now. We finally have Ottawa Senators regular season action coming back at you. And like Ross said, I'm going to be driving six hours to get to Ottawa for this game. And I'm fired up. We discussed recording this bright and early. And we're like, nah, everybody wants to get fired up from the moment they awake. So this podcast will be available to you and on YouTube. Plus, you've got six hours of driving. If we record it even at 7 a.m., that's cutting into it. Pre t- pre-game time, right? Because you and I, we're going to be getting into it with a special guest. So without further ado, give us a second. We got to pull on our very special guest. As you can see at the bottom here, we have 95 episodes. That is absolutely wild since the last time we were able to recap a regular season game. And now we welcome on Mr. Laleem's Martian himself. Cam, what's going on, buddy? You're going to be sitting right with us tomorrow at the CTC. Gentlemen, I can't wait. Thanks for having me on. This is so fun. Glad to have you here, Martian. And hey, it's a long time coming for all of us, but Ottawa Senators home opener is here. How you feeling, buddy? Boys, I couldn't be more pumped. It's going to be a great time. We're going to we're gonna be out there. We're going to be in the stands. We're going to be shouting and cheering. It's been a long time. Uh, you know, it's been, what is it, Ross, 588 days or something like that since we've been able to go into the building? Yeah, no spoilers. 588 days since the last regular season game with fans at the CTC. But Martian, you've been getting ready for this like nobody else. You were at the scrimmage. You were at the um, preseason game. A couple of them, I think. You're even on the Jumbotron. The camera was following you around. You're on the news and everything. So what have you seen in preseason to get you ready for what we're going to see tomorrow night and beyond? Guys, I'm in 
I'm in mid-season form right now. I feel like I, I've been in the, I've been in that building. Uh, this is gonna be my fifth time. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of crazy that I've been there already that many times. And it seems like you know they've had a lot of practice with with getting everybody uh, all set up and getting into the building. And that that process, I think they've got that figured out. So we shouldn't have too much of a delay getting in there. But I mean, the guys are looking good. I guess right. I mean, preseason felt long to me. I don't know about you, but. Uh, you know, those six or seven games that they played, it, it felt like it went on for a long time. I think everyone's just obviously super excited to, to get in there for the regular season. Yeah, I think the start of preseason was awesome, especially uh, me making my way to Winnipeg, the excitement, live uh, hockey for fans once again. But then the Stens started losing a couple games here and there. Things weren't looking too pretty. We weren't and getting injuries. The, yeah, injuries especially. And we weren't getting the lineups we thought we were going to get. And like you said, it seemed like the preseason really dragged on, and we we're like, okay, let's just wait for uh, the opening night, and we'll get a real roster here. And uh, the Sens, they they go and give us the roster that we're getting, but doesn't matter. The Leafs, they didn't look that good tonight, eh? Like they did come away with the W, but that's a that's a Leafs team that coming off a, a game. The Sens should have a good opportunity to jump on a, a weak, tired team here. Yeah, a team that's going to have to travel as well, coming from Toronto yep. after just finishing uh, maybe 10 minutes before we recorded here. They get a 2-1 victory, but didn't look strong, really. So this is a team that if Ottawa can beat them right out of the gate, that gives you such a jolt of confidence. And then, uh-oh, look at the schedule. Feels like last season all over again. You go right back and play the same opponent. Martian, how fired up are you for Sunday? Like, it's going to be great, right? No doubt the entertainment and the, the show that is the home opener. But on Sunday, they get to play an American team. Like, to me, that's going to be the real moment where it feels like this season is really different than the, the one past. Yeah. Who do they got? Dallas, is it? Yeah, Dallas. Oh, yeah. So, like, I mean, that's going to be an interesting game, just to say the least right there. But Then Carl's um, yeah. coming next week. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be interesting to see them how they stack up against those American teams because, I mean, I'm sick of the Canadian teams. I don't know about you guys, but we've seen enough of those guys over the course of the last, you know, 18 months or whatever it's been. So I'm definitely ready for them to take on someone different. Yeah, we want to get your takes on a few of the players as well, who you think could be a potential breakout candidate. Who would be an X factor in terms of if they don't play well? Oh boy, season might be off the rails. And I might exclude goaltending from that because that would be a cop-out answer. But when I brought up Carlson, it made me think, and if we go back 588 days, the last game that you were able to go in for a regular season game and see your Ottawa Senators play against, it was another former teammate. Jean-Gabriel Pajot made his return to Ottawa on that night. And the Senators came out with a 4-3 victory. So, boys, all I'm saying here is that the Senators are on a winning streak when fans are in the building for regular season games. Is that too far-fetched? To me, it's throw the standings out the window, throw whatever the odds makers want to say, anything. It sends Leafs. It's going to be a battle, and I'm I'm expecting a little bit less Leaf fans. You see they couldn't even fill up their own building in the, in the opener tonight. So I'm interested in all that, and... I'm also interested to see what's going on on the ice. And let's start with the top line. Cam, were you a fan of Timmy ending up next to Norris and Batherson? First, we saw Nick Paul, then Alex Formanton. But it seems like they've decided to go with the most skilled rep. Yeah, it, it's not the guy I expected them to, to go with, honestly. I thought they were for sure going to go with Formanton. I thought he looked really good in the preseason with those guys. 
But hey, I mean, you're going to go up against the Leafs. You might as well skill on skill, right? Especially on that top line. I know the Leafs probably aren't going to have Austin Matthews. So, or sorry, Ross, am I not supposed to mention Austin Matthews? But I no, know you can. Trying. That's cool. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. No, I know. I, you know, they're not going to have Austin Matthews. So, um, you know, might as well try to stack up our big boys against theirs and see how it goes. I think uh, from, you know, the bottom nine down, the sense, the sense look pretty solid. So. Um, I think that they can handle the Leafs in that regard. Although I will say, after watching the Leafs tonight, it was a very non-Leafsy style game. You know, they they mm-hmm. weren't you know relying on their heavy guys like like Matthews and and, and those guys. But um, you know, they they looked like a kind of a different team. They were playing a very like physical grinding game, and they were playing defensively sound, which is not something we can really say about the Leafs very often. So uh, I I'm I'm not saying I'm worried about tomorrow night. I think that game is definitely one of the games that's going to kind of take a toll on that team. Um, we know how they they are when they start playing that hard physical style game. They don't usually hang in there very long. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully they're worn out for tomorrow night because they actually did look pretty good today. Yeah. Okay. Well, how do how do you think um, how do you think that's going to go stacking that top line though? Like, are you worried the Sens are maybe putting too much talent in the top line and then it really thins out? Like, sure. I don't think anyone's worried too much about the Leafs scoring on uh, Paul. Pinto Brown line, but are those guys going to be able to score going the opposite way? I think so. Yeah, those those guys are sneaky, right? Like, I don't think the league in general has seen a whole lot of them. I know the Leafs played them whatever it was eight times last year, but even them, like their bottom nine guys are pretty like recycled out. They reloaded, uh, I guess you could say. So I, I don't think they're expecting a guy like Foreman to come flying down the wing like he does. Uh, I don't know if they're expecting, you know, big heavy Nick Paul to crush someone in the corner and then come out with the puck every single time. He's an absolute mule out there. So I don't. I think that sends secondary scoring is not a real issue. I think the bottom nine or the uh, sorry the the fourth line is probably the biggest uh, issue there. But I don't think that anyone's looking to them to score any goals. So we already said we're recording the night before. So DJ Smith has yet to unveil the confirmed lineup. However, today he did hint at maybe going 11-7. and seven. Pilsy, your reaction if that is the case? There's my <laughs> reaction. That's who I'm thinking of, Guy As Boucher. if we have a hot key of Guy Boucher. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely overusing that, but hard not to when it looks so good. But uh, I don't... It's absolutely this, sick. Yeah, definitely. And here, here's the thing with going 11-7. and seven. Like, it's... It's all right when you have a weaker team because you're you're not going to be relying so much on your key guys because the Sens, they don't have a lot of key guys right now. One key guy, I kind of forget his name right now, uh, isn't, uh, isn't in mm. the lineup, so we're mm. not going to be able to see him. And then you get a couple other guys, not maybe not key guys, but Colin White, Austin Watson. You know, those are forwards that this Sens group does rely on. Like, it sounds crazy to say they rely on a fourth-line guy, but they really do in Austin Watson. He's out there more often than not. If the other team's goalie is pulled, the Sens have uh, one goal lead at the end of the game. Austin Watson is a guy they're relying on to be out there. And now they don't really have a guy like that. Like, Parker Kelly definitely is close, but he's not um, He's not quite at warrior status like Austin Watson is. And yeah. I don't see... I don't see Scott Sabrin laying it all on the line uh, to block a slap shot at the end of the game, right? So not that's a face. that's a really tough, yeah, not with that face. That's a really tough one to to lose there. So you might think going eleven and seven it helps alleviate the pressure on defense and it helps kind of eliminate a fourth line that all three guys together playing seven minutes doesn't really do too much for you. Yeah, I think a big problem here is that there's a good chance Scott Sabrin gets a two two five and a ten. 
And then yeah, he's gone true. for 17 minutes. And now all of a sudden you're really putting six. yourself in. Uh, no, you're even worse. You're 10 and seven. And then at this point, you barely, you don't even have a fourth line, even oh, if you yeah, want true. to. So yeah, math guy over here. But then yeah. you look at it. And <laughs> I, I think the play is if you're going 12 and six, you need another puck mover. I think the only reason why DJ Smith would go 11-7 is to insert Branstrom or yeah. I'm so nervous. Imagine they go 11-7 and add Delzato in. And, and Brandy's will. the guy out. Oh, man. Still? No, they won't. I won't be shocked. Oh. No. But do you think that they could go with seven and have that number seven be Delzato? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I think that wow. they, would, they would make him the seven guy. I think no way. I've got a feeling oh. Branson's out no matter what. I just, I just think that that's the case. I, I, honestly, I don't know if he did enough in the preseason. I know he looked good a few different games, but – uh, I think that DJ likes his reliable guys, especially early. I know he maybe says he learned his lesson from last year, but we'll see about that because I think, you know, MDZ, you look at him and his contract, the $2 million, that does matter as much as you, you hate to say it. Oh, my God. Let's hope not. We do have a lot of other questions that need to be answered, one of which will be the leadership group. Will a certain someone be named to it despite not having a contract? We'll ask Cam what he thinks about that. And also, who could be a breakout player on this Ottawa Senators team? Who's the X factor and who will lead them in scoring? We'll get into all that. But first, a word from our friends at Rock Auto. Thank God for Rock Auto. Pilsy used them just last week. And because he did, he's going to have a smooth drive through Algonquin Park right into our nation's capital. RockAuto.com is a family business that serves auto parts to customers online. They've been doing it for 20 years. And if you go to rockauto.com right now, you'll shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers, all in one simple place. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. There, you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. That's the best part. So let's sit on it a little longer. The prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. The question is, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Don't do it. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. All we ask is that you put locked on. That's locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That way they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you. All right, Pilsy. Again, we still have the Leams Martian here for the show. Great friend of the show. Come see us tomorrow at the CTC. Shoot us a DM yeah. on Twitter at Send Central at Leams Martian. We'll be making the pilgrimage from downtown, from Sandy Hill, all the way to beautiful Canada. It's been a while since I've been in Canada. We got the yeah. uh, the concert. The Trues will be there at five thirty, so we're going to catch some of that. But absolutely, we would love to have a pint with some Sen Central citizens and cheer on the boys against the blue team. But let's get back to a somewhat of a season preview. We can call it that. More just excitement that hockey is finally back. And if you've missed any Locked On Senators, I mentioned 95 shows since the last Senators regular season game. So you can go back and listen to just about every angle of this team. Interview, stats, analysis, and, well, every pregame, every preseason game was recapped as well but let's focus on the real thing Pilsy I'm coming to you first who is your breakout candidate who is going to make a name for themselves this year around the National Hockey League don't steal mine Pilsy 
All right. Well, I'll I'll try I'll try not to steal yours. There's there's Zach a lot Sanford. of Sanford. Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I wish I could say Zach Sanford and have I wish I could make something up for you guys to make you believe I actually think that Zach Sanford could be a breakout candidate, Can't but do I, it. I got nothing. I really got nothing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball here a little bit. Whoa. I'm looking at a guy Ooh, right now. Like <laughs> I'm looking at a guy who's in a contract year. He's someone that everybody on this team loves, the coach loves. He's a guy that already does it all, but I think he could break out even more. It's Nick Paul does it all. He finally, finally got told, get a house in Ottawa. We're giving you a real contract here. He has one more year at 1.35. And look, he's playing on the second line here. I think if you would have told me a couple of years ago that Nick Paul just got called up from Belleville and eventually he's going to be a second line winger on this team for opening night. I wouldn't have believed you, but he's really pieced together a really good game. He's a five-tool player. He's not gonna he's not gonna wow you in any sense, but he's comfortable playing up and down the lineup. Penalty kill. I wouldn't even be surprised, Ross. We talked about possibly getting Nick Paul playing the power play in front of the net where a certain uh, guy usually plays, but they're gonna have <laughs> Nick Paul play there instead. So I really think that Nick Paul, for his circumstances. He really can have a breakout season because he's going to be given opportunities that normally a guy of his skill set wouldn't be given. So I'm so fired up for the season that Nick Paul's going to have, and uh, I'll take that one. I'll leave some uh, some low hanging fruit and some easy ones for you, Cam, just because it's been a while since you've been on the show. So just a little just a little soft pass for you, and you can just tee this one up. So I'll uh, send it on over to you. Yeah, thanks. That that was tough to follow, though. I mean, come on. That was incredible analysis, Pilsy. Kudos to you. <laughs> that was great. Thanks. You really went in. Uh, I Myself, I'm going to go with uh, Alex Formanton yeah. for Men 10. Uh, I think that, you know, obviously he's a guy who's, who's had a, a good taste of the NHL. I think, uh, you know, if DJ Smith or Pierre Dorian hasn't told him yet to, yet to get a house, Alex Formanton, I'm telling you now, get a house. Okay, you're in. You're in the, You're on the lineup. You're on the line for the rest of the season, but good for you. Congratulations. Uh, same thing, Pilsy. Penalty kill. Speed. Uh, he's he's, he's going to end up playing with probably Tyler Ennis for most of the year. So that's just a, a solid guy to have, you know, good chemistry with. Um, that third line is is always going to have a couple, you know, solid players on it, I think, no matter what. As long as uh, Zach, Zach Zanford doesn't climb his way up, I think that's where he kind of slots in as long as that. Uh, that guy that we're uh, we're waiting for uh, ends up showing up at some point in the next few months here, hopefully. So um, I think Alex Formas is the guy, especially uh, months. You know, we're talking about months now for this dude. <laughs> hey, look, Damn. It, I know where the deadline is. That's all I'm saying. Okay, okay. Sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Just check- <laughs> that's very true. Um, but you know what? You, I know it's not going to take months, Pelzi, but you, there's a possibility. <laughs> it could. Um, but yeah, for, I mean, Formas is going to get an opportunity for sure this year. I think he's trusted by the coach. I think, uh, you know, he's going to get his chances. Uh, I'm not worried about him defensively, so he's going to get his ice time. So, uh, he's my guy for a, a good chance to, to break out this year. I think probably. So Pilsy is going with Nick Paul. Laleem's Martian is going with Alex Flash Formanton. And I'm going with a guy who might not be considered a candidate for this based on his First full NHL season. But I don't think enough people around the NHL respect Drake Batherson's game. And I think they will by the end of this season. 
Drake is a power forward. Everyone knows about the little hands and tight and all the vision plays that he makes from inside the dots, from up top. He even plays the point on the power play. We saw a bunch in Belleville over the two years he was there. He's such a versatile player, but he doesn't get enough respect for the power element in his game. And without that certain someone on his other side, I think that he's going to take more responsibility of being that first forward in on the forecheck banging body, separating the puck, and then using his quick hands to open ice for a shooter like Josh Norris. So to me, Pilsy, we talked about it last week. I see Drake scratching 30 goals this year. That would be doubling just about the 17 he got last year. I think that certainly qualifies him as a breakout candidate. So I got Drake Batherson as mine. Nice. Yeah, I, I love that. And I mean, like, that's another guy where he he's only going to get better. Like he just had his first taste of being a first line winger, being on the top power play last season. Right now, he's comfortable. He's got that season under his belt where he knows what it takes to go up against the best defensive pairs, the best other forwards on other teams. And yep. now it's no longer a secret. Ross Levitan on the Locked On Centers podcast just named Drake Batherson a breakout candidate. These teams aren't going to be surprised they're not ready. By him anymore. They're not so, ready. You, you still don't think they're ready, even though no. you're telling them? No. I don't think we're ready, ready boy. <laughs> we're not ready. Yeah, yeah, true. Hey, Drake, three point night tomorrow? <laughs> tonight? Three point night? I have that. to you hammer it at Bet Online. I have to hammer it at Bet Online. That's where I do all my wagering. It's Bet Online, the number one sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. And for great reason. You kidding me? Bet Online has everything you need. You can bet on player props, Drake three points, lock. You can bet on teams, sends over the Leafs, lock. Easy. We're not going with Pilsy's parlay of the day because, as we mentioned, we're recording the night before. He's still, do you have an answer on the, tonight's parlay? Is it over? It's not looking good. I mean, <laughs> the, the over didn't hit in the first game. Like you said, once that first game is done, I mean, the second game is just a moot that's, point. But that's uh, I have Jets. So you have already lost. I've already lost. Yeah, yeah. I have Jets money line, but <laughs> the Jets are losing currently 2-0 at the end of the first period. So, you know what? It's it's fade Pillsy season. If the, the Pillsy's parlay, if you guys hear me talking shit at the game, like, oh, you got to hit this prop, fade that. Fade that so hard. That's, that's Pillsy's parlay of the day. Fade anything coming out of this guy's mouth. However, the key is that you're in the action. So yes, don't get sit the on the sidelines. Get into the action. And don't forget the promo code locked on. Promo code locked on gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's Bet Online, your online sports book expert. All right, back with Pillsy. We got Laleem's Martian here, too. We already covered some breakout candidates. And we're going to get to the X Factor. But before that, we got a game to discuss tonight. The Ottawa Senators hosting the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Canadian Tire Center. It's been 588 days. Please, maybe use Google Maps. Don't get lost on the way to the CTC. I know it's been a while. It'll be absolutely worth it when we're all cheersing. When we got Song 2 by Blur blasting. We got the train horn. Feel it. Feel the, I mean, the hair is just standing up. On my arm. I am so fired up. Pilsy, who are you locked on in tonight's game? Well, I mean, this is a big game for a lot of guys. And especially with the injuries that are happening, there's going to be so many players that are going to get good opportunities. I already kind of highlighted Nick Paul as a guy that's going to be getting opportunities here. Then the next guy that I got to start looking at is Shane Pinto, right? Like this is someone that 
we a discussion we've talked about over and over is is he going to get the chance to be a second line center and now with Colin White injured for a long time that's not an option Chris Tierney really isn't an option as uh, as your second line center so Shane Pinto has not only deserved this job but there's there's no one else there like it's his job so I really want to see him and he's got to play a different style of game. Like when he was playing with Stutzla on that uh, side, he was really focusing on getting him the puck, creating offense. But DJ Smith has made it quite clear. He wants this to be their identity line, their shutdown line. So can a young centerman who only has 12 games of NHL experience, can he really focus on being defensively minded and not try to, you know, get the highlight real play or not try to get the puck up ice too quick and turn it over? All these kinds of things. Is he going to be able to tighten up and do what DJ Smith needs him to do as that shutdown center and to contain some of these Leafs players, even though they have a weaker lineup as well? Shane Pinto is a guy that I'm going to be really locked on to because depending on how his year goes, it's a pivotal year because if it's really decided that maybe he's not ready to be a second line center, then you got to start looking at acquiring a guy that can fill that role. And I don't think the Sens are ready to do that. Their pro scouting has shown they're not really ready to make that splash and uh, acquire the right guy. So I want it to be Shane Pinto and I think it can be Shane Pinto. So he's the guy I'm really going to be focused on to step up here. Martian, you snuck in and snagged Pinto in our fantasy draft this year. Outside of the bean, who's another guy that you're locked on to tonight? I'm going to be looking at uh, Connor Brown. I think nice. uh, there's a lot on his shoulders. I think they look to him for a lot of different situations. He had an extremely quiet preseason, I think, but I think that's pretty common for you know guys who've been in the league for a long time. They kind of just want yeah. to cruise through that and get it over with, play it safe. So I think he was up to that, but. Um, like I said, they're going to be looking to him for a lot of different situations. So uh, we need to make sure that Connor Brown is the Connor Brown of last year. You know, the leading goal scorer of the team, uh, guy you know that you can trust defensively, uh, plays the penalty kill. Uh, we can't have Connor Brown taking a step back this year. Uh, like that, that, that would look terrible. That would be yeah. – like, I mean, you look at Connor Brown, you look at him on our roster right now, you see a guy who you're like, oh, okay, that's solid, thank you. Two, two right-winger who is – you know, you can trust in all situations. So he led the team with 21 goals last year. What would be acceptable? Anything over 20 goals as, as long as he continues to be such an elite penalty killer as well? Yeah, like I, even still, I'm not looking to him to be like the top goal scorer on the team. But, um, yeah, I think anything over 20 goals is like classic perfect Connor Brown season yeah you don't have to expect him to uh, break the franchise record for most straight games with a goal like he did last year when he won up Drake Batherson who had tied the record at seven and then Connor Brown broke it eight straight games with a goal we don't have to sit on mine too long but it's Timmy Superstar how can it not be getting an opportunity on the top line what can you do with it like last year you were playing with Connor Brown yeah he was he was on a heater pretty much for the whole season you were playing with uh you know from one point, Derek Stepan. Another point, you had Shane Pinto there, right? Bit of a revolving door, but none of them have been shooters like Josh Norris. And I think that fits in to how Timmy likes to pay, play, which is pushing the pace towards the outside. Like how many times, too, if he's not cutting to the outside, will he cut through the slot, but then continue and try to get to the other wing? So if he can bring a defenseman 
maybe a Justin Hall, maybe a guy whose hockey IQ is not where it needs to be. You can pull him out of position, open up a shooting lane for Josh Norris, and all of a sudden, bingo, bango, bongo, it's in the back of the net. So I think from that standpoint, I'm really going to watch how Timmy can utilize space in the offensive zone and open up ice for Norris and Batherson. So I'm fired up, man. This is going to be my first live viewing of Timmy. I know you got to see him Martian in a couple preseason games, but for Pilsy now, I mean, Pilsy got his jersey. Don't forget packing that tonight, by the way, oh, as, yeah, uh, as we're going to be it's figuring coming. that yeah. out. Um, I should mention now, now's a good time. I put up a poll where I said I was going to deck out the white jersey and whatever the fans decided. I called the CTC. And the Jersey press isn't even in yet. So I might have dodged a bullet because I have decided that regardless of the numbers, I think it was really close though right now. Shane Pinto was offered to come on Locked On Senators. He said yes and then ghosted. I'm still going to cheer for him like anybody else. But Pilsy, we've been saying since the day we started this show, if you come on the show, you get preferential treatment. That's and you get a is. Send Central bump. Like, not only do we treat you well on the show, but you you might as well put a goal and an assist on the oh, stat sheet of your next game. game. You yeah. must have just been waiting for the season to start then, I guess. True. Yeah. That's actually a smart go. move. Yeah, so don't waste the Send Central bump on the preseason. We'll yeah. see. But uh, Drake Batherson was the first to ever join our show before it was even locked on Senators. So I put 19 Batherson. And also, we got to – watch him dominate and grow in Belleville Pilsy. Yeah. So just those two together. He he kind of grew with us. Yeah. Right. Like he when he started, we just started and uh, I mean we didn't we didn't score a goal a game in the World Juniors before, but And our paychecks yeah, look like a little that. different. At Belleville, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially these days. But uh, uh so Ross so the off-season checklist, they didn't acquire a veteran center. They nope. didn't acquire a good Wait, defenseman. not a veteran center? <laughs> well, I mean, technically. Yeah, in the technically. AHL. I think, I think they wanted a top six guy, though. No, oh. no offense to Agazino. They so, lost the veteran center to injury. <laughs> yeah, 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 honestly. So they, they, didn't, uh, they didn't do the wish list of the center and the defenseman. And they didn't even have time to get the jersey name printer in there in the offseason, too. Like, what was Tough going times. on this offseason? Tough times. They said they're hopeful that it'll be there tomorrow. I was asking because I was going to drive out in the <laughs> morning so because I don't want to waste our time at the game. I don't want to waste it just going and standing there while they press the jersey. We don't have time for that. We got to kiss babies. We got to get beers into us. Like, come on. So, anyways, it's going to be fantastic. Can't, where are we sitting? Or no, pills. You know. Um, let me double check these seats. I gotta get on my t- ticket master here, but uh, we got some, we got some decent seats, boys. You, well, you guys no, have a quick need... little chat, and I'll uh, I'll announce it. Well, why don't we start doing our our X factors for this season, Martian? Hit us with yours. Yeah, I'm going with Thomas Shabbat. He's uh, you know he's the all star that's here. He is uh, the, the, the rock on the back end. He's the guy that we look to for, uh, you know, tons of different stuff uh, when it comes to that. And he's playing with, and he's playing with Zub now. So yep. uh, he's finally got a decent partner. Uh, I think that that's something that he's probably been waiting for for a long time when it comes to his career. Honestly. So now that he's got Zub, uh, there's no excuses. So he can, he can go out there and hopefully they don't uh, play him 36 minutes a night. But if they play, you know, if they're playing him in the high 20s, I think that we're, we, can, we can look at Thomas Shabbat as a huge expert factor for the Sens. Pilsy, how long do you think that pair stays together, Shabbat-Zub? Is it going to be a five, six-game experiment or is it going to be a full season 
partnership. DJ Smith really made it clear he wants to try to keep these uh, pairings together because as anyone that's played uh, defense knows, like if you don't trust your defense partner or you don't quite mesh with them or communicate or you're not used to playing with them, that makes things really tough. So I get that sentiment, but I have a hard time seeing the Senators stack their top line on offense with Stutzla, Norris, Batherson, and then stacking their top pair in defense with their top two defensemen, right? So I think something's going to have to give, especially with the way Zaitsev's preseason went. If Zaitsev's preseason changed and he was really showing that he was continuing to grow off of last season and continuing to be a steady presence on the back end, I don't think I'm that worried about it. I think maybe then you do keep Zub up there. But with Zaitsev not being able to handle it and that Mete uh, pairing just not looking like it's good chemistry, I'm really worried about that. So I think maybe uh, eventually... They're going to switch to bring Zaitsev back up with Shabbat and Zub back down with either Branstrom or a guy like Mete. I really I hope right. they stay together, though, man. It's better for the team, though, I think, that if yeah. they're separated. Like, do you remember what it was like when Shabbat was injured and Zaitsev wasn't paired with Shabbat? So <laughs> yeah, now, just... look, look at it now. Like, he's not going to be playing with Shabbat. What is, what is that like? I remember two years ago, he was basically the whipping boy of the team. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's... That's probably for a reason. <laughs> no yeah, doubt. I mean, it was deserved. And Ross, before you hop in here, I do have our tickets here. So we're section 220, row F, seats All three, right. four, five, and six. So All section, right. section 220. No, Let's uh, section go. 220, that's what we need. So if you're around us or otherwise, hit us up, DM us at Send Central, at Laleem's Martian, and we'd love to have a beer with as many. We're going to have a full beer with every single one of you. How about that? And we'll Let's see go. if we can walk out of the we'll arena. We'll do an afterwards. intermission party at our Oh, 100%. Yeah. And the concert outside, it looks like the weather's going to hold up. It's going to be, I think, some overcast, but up to upwards of 20 degrees Celsius. Says we yeah. now have a weather report on Locked On Senators, things you love to see. That's where I want to finish off this conversation. Actually, you know what? We'll tease it, and I want to get one more take out of each of you first. But I'm going to ask you afterwards, what are you most looking forward to? about walking into the arena, the whole experience. What's the one thing that you're most fired up for about today? But before we get to that goalie-friendly show, Matt Murray said he's not 100%, but he's going to try. He's going to see how he feels as he wakes up this morning. Again, We're it's Thursday's show, but we're recording it just before midnight. I'm in a mental pretzel too, but <laughs> so he'll wake up today. Matt Murray, I hope you're resting <laughs> He well. has woken up. You will wake up, hopefully feel great. How much pressure is there? on his first five minutes of the game, Pilsy? I would say a decent amount of pressure because that's where we're going to see, like, Matt Murray needs to be 100% healthy and needs to be confident for him to have any sort of success. And if he's even 90% healthy, I'm a little concerned because he's a guy, I feel like that can really get into his head. And this is just what I'm assuming, but it seems that way. And if we see him not squaring up to shots coming up the wing, letting those rebounds go... I think the rails could fall off pretty quickly there. And the last thing we need is a Matt Murray pulled from the home opener, whether it's injury or because of poor play. Like that would just be, that's just another nail in the coffin and it's only day one. So we cannot have that at all. But I, 
I've said it all off season long. I'm pretty caught. I'm pretty optimistic about what Matt Murray can do. I'm choosing to be positive. I'm trying to speak it into existence that he's going to stay healthy. He's going to be consistent. So I really have a lot of faith in Matt Murray, and I think he's going to come in to the home opener. And, you know, I don't think he's going to be lights out, but I think he's going to get the job done, and he's going to give this team a chance to win, if he's healthy. All right. I'm typing this out because I need to see it on my screen. I have a lot of faith in Matt Murray. All right. Well, I don't know how many (laughs) Sens fans share that sentiment with you. Martian, are you one of them? I am and I'm not. I mean, I've seen what he can do. (laughs) And you've seen what he can't do. I mean, I've seen what he can't do as well. Yeah. I mean, it's really, you're right. It's all about his health. But, like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, why is he always injured or, like, sick? Like, he's, like, I think it's tall, tall, skinny syndrome. You know what I mean? Like, just there's not, like, it just happens to those kind of those kind of kids, those kind of athletes. When you're just so tall and lanky, your your body just gives in more. I don't know. So now yeah, we have a weatherman <laughs> and we have a doctor segment. This yeah. is perfect. Yeah, can we get traffic? What's the traffic going to be like from Ottawa to Canada? That's what we need here. We'll get a full news team going. Uh, you kidding me? You're the one who's going to be on the road. Give us the whole rundown uh, as you travel from Collingwood to Ottawa. Boys, I am so fired up. I'll start. I want to get everybody's take of what they're most excited about. For me, it, there's two things. And I, I hope I don't steal anybody else's by giving two right off the bat. They're pretty similar because we're going to walk in right as warm-up starting. But the the feeling when you're at the CTC, which say what you want about its location, but it's actually a sick farm. Like it's a great place to watch a hockey game. Maybe I'm a little biased, nostalgic. Oh, call, in the house. Yeah, call it what you want. But when you go through the tunnel past where the two suites are and the second that it opens up yep. and you just – you're in the the entirety of the rink. It's the circle shape, the Coliseum style. I'm going to get goosebumps. There's no question about that. And the other thing, the sound of warm-up. The sound of just like bars, like the five guys hitting the pipe consecutively as they go through the butterfly drill or just like the sound of skates and sticks. Yeah. Just being in a live hockey event. Yeah, we were in Winnipeg, Pilsy. Yeah, Martian, you're at preseason games, but it's just going to feel that much more legit the helmet decals will be on we don't even know who the sponsor is yet but there'll be some helmet stickers on there will be a leadership group announced and i'm just my eyes are just going to be moving a hundred miles a minute just trying to figure out everything that's going on and we'll have to are go down the and leadership group what's that we should touch on the leadership group who, who we do we should. think what are, the, what are they gonna do we should give me We're what you're most excited. Up. Give me what you're most excited oh. about for tomorrow's game, and then Pillsy will do the same, and then we'll wrap up discussing the leadership group because that'll age quickest. But it'll be funny if we get a few wrong. <laughs> sorry, yeah, backseat bus driver over here. I guess sorry, I sorry. love it. For <laughs> fans, by fans, that's the locked on Senators way. There you go. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, so like I said, I've been in the building a few different times uh, this year already, but from what I can tell, they, they haven't really done any aesthetic changes to inside the building at all. So I think what I'm kind of most excited to see, and this is just the marketing kind of nerd in me, is this going into the building and seeing if they've updated uh, all the different you know logos. And if is I see Clark MacArthur logo, still out front or what? No, I think they've taken them down now. I saw. Okay, good. Uh, I saw that uh, some people were posting the the new uh, flags in the front, so uh, they just went with the generic logo instead of some players. But I, I'm assuming because they've done that, they've done some other things inside. So I'm excited to see what they have done. 
Yeah, I, I'm a little nervous about that, uh, Martian. If they haven't even got their jersey press ready here, like what about the <laughs> the big ticket items? I think the graphic design team might be a little behind. And Martian, I thought your answer was going to be when the cameras turn on me when I walk in the building because Mr. <laughs> Hollywood over here, this guy can't go two steps into a Sans Arena without the camera just glued to him. So you're going to have a hard time avoiding the spotlight, eh? I don't know what's going on there. It's just like I, I, I caught fire for one week, and it was just like three things in a row, and it was hilarious. It was so much fun that I would do it again if they if they found me again this time. But oh, you guys I'm sure they will. This time, so I'm going to drag you into it for sure. Oh, I'm sure you'll be hiding in plain sight, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll see about that. So much for being anonymous, I guess. But Yeah, I already <laughs> tweeted out a, a promo thing, and people are saying that your cover's blown. I said he was hiding in plain sight, and I replied to uh, Nick Dumoulin with – the uh, video you posted where you were on the news there uh, asking if you were worried about COVID at the rink. And you said, I'd be more worried about sitting next to a Leaf fan. That, yeah, was, right. that was all time comedy that was there. the only clip I wanted them to post. So it was perfect. Yeah, nice. it was. I mean, you, when you get gold, you have to use gold. Pilsy, what are you most fired up about for tonight's game? Well, I mean, Ross basically listed off every single sound, sight, and emotion you can have <laughs> going into the game. So I'm going to uh, see what I got left here. But kind of the thing for me, definitely the skates on the ice. I love that. That's just so soothing. But the thing for me is just going to be like the overall like buzz and like murmur. You know, when you're at like a live event and like you have no idea what anyone's saying, but everyone is talking and you can feel that energy building and building and building like I can't wait for the the energy and the buzzing. And then right before puck drops, like silence. And then everyone's like, all right, the game's on. Like that's what I'm excited for. Like the the highs and lows that volume can really hit in a hockey game is just crazy. And I, and when we were at the game in Winnipeg, Ross, like you you just get a you love that feeling, especially when we're gonna be at an Ottawa home game. So when uh, a Sens player does a sick goal, it's not just Ross and I cheering and hugging. It'll be a lot more other people. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Well, at yeah. the event that I was at earlier this year, there was barely anybody buddy in there so that atmosphere wasn't there it didn't feel like the same thing yeah, right that's it's not why the same eh? no it's not at all it's totally different like when i was in there there was maximum probably like one of the preseason games 500 or 5,000 people right and it, it was fairly quiet so uh, we'll see we'll see how many Leafs fans pour into the building i don't know if we have a sellout tomorrow uh, it, it'll be it'll be better than 15 though at least so yeah. whether it's sold out or not i think it's going to be a great atmosphere and everyone will be as loud as possible uh we're not going to say the name but uh martian are we coming up with any chance here or is that something that people should stay tuned at on social media tomorrow and we'll discuss i think with or without us it's going to happen naturally but yeah. I, I mean i'm going to definitely feel that fire i think that there's nothing more apparent than when you're on national tv and you're able to get your voices here heard as a group by chanting something that you want uh you know that that's that's pretty good you know fans want the cup we want the cup we want something else too so maybe we should let them know about it right I yeah, think we, that, we I don't think want that's... the cup. We want something else. <laughs> Keep the cup. <laughs> you can have your stupid cup. Well, yeah, well, give us one first, and then we'll talk about the other, because I don't think that that's even in the discussion without something else. Yeah, we uh, we just we just want to win a game, to, to yeah. quote Jim Calhoun back in the day. Yeah. Playoffs. Playoffs? <laughs> Stanley Cup? Let's, let's just beat the Leafs. Um, but it would be nice to have a certain player who has 13 points in 14 games in his career against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That being said, 
We know he's a part of the leadership group, but who else will be? Pilsy, I think that there's two. There's one guarantee. And after that, I think that there's a few good candidates. So who are your best guesses? Let's assume they name three assistant captains. Yeah, which will be the play. We know, you think well, so? It sounds like they're going to – or they right. could name six assistant captains. I oh, guess that's always – Yeah, the What a joke that is. Can I just go off on that for a second? That's go ahead. Go off, King. Go off. Well, well, I'm just saying, like, for as long as I can remember, it's being a hockey fan, it's been, you know, three members of a leadership group. And then – so what's happened now? All these different entitled little players coming into the league that, you know, are jealous of their teammates who have a letter. I, I, I got to assume that's the reasoning for them you know, naming multiple guys because they don't want a guy to feel left out or feel like he's not part of the leadership group. Like, that's such a crappy mentality, in my opinion. I think that, you know, teams that name more than three guys, it's like, what's the point? Like, you know, you only need three guys on the ice for leadership purposes. Like, you know, you should have one of them on the ice almost at all times for, you know, talking to the refs and things like that. But other than that, everybody knows who the leaders are in the room. So you don't have to give them a letter in public, you know? Like if you're if you're watching on on YouTube and Anthony Stewart tweeted us out, I know Martian, you go back and forth all all the time, but talking about the Rangers yeah, leadership <laughs> group, that is all time. If if you're not watching on YouTube, you know how the Rangers jersey says Rangers diagonally. They replaced all the letters with A because that's how many they handed out. That is so awesome. Um, okay, so Thomas Shabbat guaranteed. Yeah, no brainer. Yeah. Who else? Agreed. Yeah, I uh, I got Connor Brown as the second guy for me. I think uh, he's just a guy that if you're a young player on this Ottawa Senators team, he's someone you're looking at being like, I don't need to be the flashy scorer. I don't need to be the shutdown guy. Like I can have a bit of both in my toolbox here and and I can still be successful. Like Connor Brown led the team in goals last year and he was also probably the team's best penalty killer. Like he just really goes to show what it takes. I feel like he's someone that, around the league is also respected. I think he's got a lot of pull around the league for, especially for a guy his age. Uh, so I really think if you had a leadership group of a uh, certain someone, Connor Brown and Thomas Shabbat, that's looking pretty good to me. But I, they're going to announce a third one tomorrow because even think about it. If a guy in your leadership group is out of the lineup, you still they have replace three, three A's for that game. So give me a, give me a second name or uh, maybe Martian wants to finish off the group. Martian, well, you go for it. it, it it would be a third name after Shabbat and Brown, but it, it, so yep. it, it, I'm going with the Clydesdale, Nick Paul. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. He wore one I mean, a bunch, and that that speaks to how you want your players to be developed as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, th- there's nobody who has that better climb to the top story than Nick Paul. Like, Jesus, he was part of the Jason Spezza trade. Like, come on, yeah. how long ago? Did that Revenge game on Sunday, then. By the way, for Nick Paul. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, hey, also kind of Nick Paul up against Spezza. That's a that's a twist on the wow, revenge. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I thought you meant. Yeah, you're talking about Dallas on Sunday. Yeah, that's exactly. True. No, that that's a good one there. I think I think those are both great answers. If they do want to go with the defenseman, we saw Nikita Zaitsev wearing a during the preseason. I don't think that's. I don't the play. love it. I don't mean to go back to somebody who I've already discussed, but how about giving Drake Batherson one? As yeah. a guy who committed to the organization for six years, and he's a guy that went through the developmental process playing 20 games in the NHL, splitting it between Belleville, then doing it again and yep. still grinding it out and knowing that he had what it took to get to a full-time NHLer. 
and then scoring 17 goals last year, getting paid. I think that it would be awesome. I, I don't think it's realistic. I think you boys hit the nail on the head that it's going to be Shabbat, Paul, and Connor Brown. But to me, a dark horse candidate here is Drake Batherson. And does it send a message to someone else that if you sign long-term, you get rewarded for things like that? Maybe. Is that ridiculous? Maybe. But it could be realistic at the same time. So I just want to throw out Drake Batherson's name as a guy who could get some consideration for a letter. Boys, we're all going to get a letter tomorrow as well, and it is going to be D-R-U-N-K as the game. But no, we're all fired up. Cannot wait to see you, boys. We're going to get it started bright and early. Martian, you and I are going to be at Sandy Hill somewhere, uh, probably around 1, 1.30. Pillsy's going to be getting to town as early as he can, and the bus gets rolling from there. Uh, we won't be taking the O train, which I was so excited to be taking when I got to town. Apparently, that thing's a mess, not to be a political show. We've had a weather report. Here comes our traffic. Yeah. Here comes traffic. But uh, I don't know anyone who rides that thing anyway. So Well, now nobody can. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, boys, it's going to be fantastic. So let's get some rest here. And next thing we know, it's going to be an Ottawa Senators game day. So thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. And if you're heading up the game tomorrow at the CTC tonight, I should say, once again, Give us a ring at Laleem's Martian at Send Central. But for today, we say goodbye for Laleem's Martian. For Brandon Pillar, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.